Nai Berka Monkalunkala, Nai Nari Kamatbi Maricha, Nai Wangadi Mani Budni Gani Yatana, here in Diyatta. Hello, it's uh, Mickey O'Brien here, uh, Ambassador of the Ghana people, and today we're on Ghana country, and I'm known as the Impatient One. So, Nadlu Wangandi Na Mani Nai Licha, Mani Na Budni, Barko Pieko, Waramankunti, Gani Yatta. So, we can say hello to you. And we also welcome you to this podcast recorded on Ghana Country. Hello and welcome to the South Australia Museum podcast. I'm your host, Meg Lloyd. This episode features recordings from an artist talk held in October 2021 for the opening of Balgo Beginnings, an exhibition at the South Australian Museum for the Tarnity Festival. In this episode, we'll hear from artists Gary Nyame, Jimmy Chugger, Matthew West, Dulcy Nanala and Sadie Padoon, Studio Coordinator Poppy Lever and Head of Humanities at the Museum, Professor John Carty, about some mysterious paintings that showed up in a shipping container in 2019, and what they tell us about the history of a painting movement. Balgo, Western Australia, is around 178 kilometres northeast of Perth and 900 kilometres southwest of Darwin. There are around 450 people there. Most people speak Kukacha and English, but some also speak Walmajari, Jari, Pintipi, Walpuri and Creole. Balgo is home to Waliyati Art Centre, where the artists featured in this episode work on large, expressive paintings, drawing inspiration from their country and from their families' artworks. 2021 marks the 40th anniversary of the Balgo art movement's beginnings. This exhibition is split in two halves, on one side of the room are the artworks from 40 years ago, found and magically restored by the conservators at Art Lab. On the other side of the room are contemporary artworks by current Balgo residents. The Balgo Beginnings exhibition is on at the South Australian Museum until the 6th of February 2022. John Carty has worked extensively with Aboriginal artists and custodians throughout Australia, but particularly in the deserts of Western Australia. He aims to bridge the divide between anthropological studies and art history, and to bring Aboriginal voices and values into mainstream museums. Okay. Well, uh, so in the language of the Ghana people, whose land that we're all showing this story on today, um, we acknowledge that this is where we are. And in the language of Gugaja, my name's John Carty. I work here at the museum and I've worked with Belgo Mob for a really long time. I just maybe put a bit of context around... Um, what what the paintings are that we're sitting here in so that you have a better grasp of of what each artist is is sort of um coming back to so in the origins of balgo painting we're always tied to this idea that the there were the mission paintings from the church in 1981 because the balgo people have been painting before that but all those paintings were not, were not visible in the art historical archive so the story became about these banners and and Matthew's father painted that banner there, Patrick Jungarai, Allah. Some important men painted that. It was a, one of the first paintings they did, but they'd been doing some other paintings before that too, and they all got lost. The beginnings of Balgo art got lost in a shipping container in the Kimberley. Anyone who's lived in the Kimberley will understand that that's entirely possible. So for 40 years, the paintings in this room next to you here have been sitting in a shipping container and the first exhibition of Balgo art never happened. 
started off in Broome, ended up in Wyndham, popped it open and the guy was trying to figure out what, what was in there. They weren't his, they'd been left by someone 40 years earlier. And um, the idea was that, you know, these first paintings would become an exhibition. Things just fell apart and they ended up in this guy's shipping container. He moved to Wyndham. The stuff just stayed there. And so um, some, a guy, um, uh, there's a couple of guys actually in, in, um, up in that area who have some relationship to art and some relationship to um, Balgo. And they sort of saw some of the names on the back of these boards. He was deciding whether to throw them out or take them to the tip or whether they were worth anything. And this guy said, mate, I think they're from Balgo. And, the, and then the, the sort of conversation came back to me to say, what are these? Because I, I knew what the paintings were from the photo, but we could never find them. Inside the exhibition is a photograph blown up and printed on the wall. It shows a group of men sitting on the ground outside in desert country, surrounded by red dirt and spinifex grass. They are all painting, and around them are stacked some of the same paintings seen in the first half of this exhibition. Um, and then when I opened the email and saw these grainy images of these things, I... Yeah, I did. I actually did cry. Poppy said that on radio the other day, so it's now a story. But um, I did cry because I just knew what it meant. I just knew that this was just a really, really special thing that we thought was lost. Um, yeah, and then packed them up in my underwear and socks and put them in my suitcase and smuggled them back to South Australia to be conserved. So if you look at the, the photo on the wall in that room, if for those of you who can see it. We knew these paintings existed because we always saw that photo, hey. And we, Gary was there. Like, this, Gary's, <laughs> Gary's first two paintings are hanging in that room when he was a 19-year-old. He sat down with his old man, learnt to paint, and those first paintings you haven't seen again until yesterday or whatever. So, <laughs> so Gary's the only man from, from that moment, you know? I am Gary Nemi. First, I was doing a study with LaSalle Brothers in Belgo, back in the 80s. And but I was coming in and out with the other young men, and I was keep on looking. And my mind said, I, I want to try to do this. And the old people said, ah, If you want to come and sit down, because maybe you're interested in... And I said, oh, okay, I'll do it. Gary Nyame, untitled, 1982. Two paintings in the older section of the exhibition were painted by Gary in the 80s. They are both paintings on board, each around 60 centimetres across and 30 centimetres high. One features reddish-orange shapes over a white-dotted orange background. Two of the shapes look like outlined figures, with a four-pointed cross in between them. Two orange snake-like lines move from one figure to the other. The second painting has a red background with white dots and thick black circles, crosses and arrows. This one seems starker and more urgent, the large white dots contrasting with the thick black symbols. So when we start moving from the, like we had men's area, and we had girls' area, women's area, one big, one big building, and like we're sharing together, like doing a jubilee 
for the priests and the church painting. And funny time when you go to Pagos, you'll see a big canvas at a church. And from the old man named Sunfly, he used to like back in the early days, like he used to travel down in the desert, collecting all the people, and he was saying, his old man was saying, I want you to come because you have someone there. And that's why the old people moved from the bush to the old mission. And so the old mission got dry and they moved to new mission. And a lot of old people from different places coming. We had a big ceremony when I was young. And And some old people from Northern Territories had to stay and made a family here. And some, like Matthew West, father came from the desert, and he's today there in the picture there. Yeah, like my father's cousin brother. Yeah, that's why I like watching of my memories from this when I was young, you know, and that's why I had to keep on following the elders like Jimmy today. See? He's the one who take me out to a dancing down in Home Valley in Kimberley and also in Art Center. And also I did following him down to Melbourne, dancing down the stage. So that's my first time and second time here in Adelaide now. So I've been dancing in two cities. But like, I like, because I was one of the young people, so we need the cars to like take them out, show their country, because because they pass it on to us, the old people. Because old people, they got their own map in their mind. See, nobody, they ain't back in the community, like, they're all gone, but they pass it on to us. See, and they teach us where, that, where their country is. That's why, I, so I had to do a, I do a law on culture, like men's society. So keep it safe and strong, but I'm like sacred pride. Yeah, that's why I have to look out for it because I'm now in the it's a desert called Ngurpa. Zeno Desert. It's Ngurpa. It's the middle. That's why, like, we work together, like Pago and Ngurpa people and Jamajamama. Before, uh, that's why when they go back home, they do their painting down the art center. And when they go back visit their country, they they do it when they go on a trip, and they bring it back, and then they share it to their grandkids or great grandkids. That's why some of them sit down with them and they watch. Because if you watch and 
See, and you will, you will take it over for your great grandfather, you know? That's why when I came here, so this, and you think about the old people, like, they had good fun talking together, painting, you know, and they talk about their country, you know. It's, it's really good to see all this old painting. That's why I think about the old people who left us. A lot of old people used to do art painting outside and we start from work. Some, some of the old people go out to do some uh, art rock crafting and just that we're still moving forward for the young people come to the art center and there's an old Bible painting here standing today from the past with all people who passed away. That's why we got couple of people in Balgo and like Jimmy Chuga. Jimmy and Yinchi Chuga, My Grandfather's Country 2021. This painting is around one metre high and 50 centimetres wide. The background has sections of blue dots on red and yellow dots on orange. Looping lines of red and black outlined in grey dots loop around the canvas. In the centre is a thin cornflower blue cross outlined in black dots. The colours are bold and bright, the paint thick. The work by Jimmy and his wife Yinchi is a response to the older painting beside it, painted by Jimmy's grandfather. Jimmy's voice is quiet and sometimes difficult to understand, but he's talking here about following in his grandfather's footsteps. I am Jimmy Chuga. I'm elders there, but I'm a leader to the old tribe in Belgo, Kukaja tribe. I do a big painting and then I just follow my what name grandfather's footstep. My father's grandfather's wasn't a painting to a painting here, man. She showed me what um and I I follow his knowledge and everything he gave me. Follow his footstep. She told me everything, follow this one. So I follow his footstep. Show me everything, do all do it. And they only the only one elders in Bergo, me. Everybody all gone. Part away. My grandfather's gone. And also what name? That's all I can man. Say, thank you. Hello, my name is Matthew West. Speak Kugaja Pinubi. Yeah, I was chair for two years now. <coughs> really good working with all people, learning, sharing, the painting. You know, some old people, the boss around us, you know. 
when we see the painting, really, we proud and feel when we see some our people in the photo and the painting. Looking at, we wasn't there, you know, when they start doing painting. We only know on the written on the paper. Baliri Aris and Pupanyatula sharing, you know, two ways the painting from the desert. And we can learn from when we're looking at on the paper. The Buranda written on the paper for us to carry on. Yeah. And we close connected family Walter like this mob. Always we always share the knowledge every every time in Belgaon, not a time, not a week, dancing fun with the younger generation, kids have fun, women, young girl, school, every agency come to Art Center, learn the Kugaja and the Lunba dreaming. He went long journey from uh, Blue Hill to all the way to Palgo, Yawarangu, Nila, to Ashrock. We still got the story for us to teach young generation, get going, get life, you know. You are. Palya. Palya is used in a lot of different languages. In Pintabi, it means good or a greeting. People also use it to mean thank you or to finish speaking. This year, um, in the dry season, we, um, we went on this epic return to country trip, Nurukodjawara, on country together. This is Poppy Lever, studio coordinator for Wallayeti Arts. Um, and we sat down, kind of before that, the end of, end of last year, we sat down with the directors and senior artists and we just talked about what, it, what, what the art centre needed to, you know, we'd, the senior artists and some of the new artists coming through had really stepped up and been doing some incredible works, but what was that thing that people needed to really lift up? the spirit um, of community, of people. It had been a really hard um, time. COVID had been really tough. Everyone was locked in. Um, but it was also a blessing, that lockdown, because it meant that we, were, we weren't travelling to exhibitions like this and we didn't have tourists coming in. So we could actually focus on what the art centre needed and what the artists needed and the elders and the young people needed. And that was returning people to country some we took some people there who would you know they're, they're old ladies and they've never stepped foot on their traditional lands there's eight language groups spoken in Balgo that's country stretching from Kirikara even further down you know Waraguna way Jukula um, all the way to Canning Stock Route all the way up and down there to parts of Sturt Creek and into Jara country, into the Kimberley. So it's just this huge stretch of land um, that everyone's painting. And that's why you see every, every one of these pieces is so different and it's different story, different language, different country. So we set up a, what, a two and a half, three week trip to go from Balgo all the way down past, past uh, Nakara Nakara, a big seven sisters site 
um, down past Lake Mackay, uh, Kurikara to Ninmi, and that's where we got a helicopter. We worked with Agriman Mines and Desert Support Services um, to get a helicopter and go out to Nila, which is a rock hole that people hadn't been to or found or managed to find since Desert Walk Off, and people had been searching. Yeah, past trip we went to Bunbipola. We call him Wilson Cliff. There's a woman dreaming. It's a really breakaway country. Chapa and uh, Melda start crying on the Chapa. We landed. I show him the rock hole. Oh, just a true rock hole. In the cave underneath. Melda was first time, my auntie. He's really crying, you know, hard. He wasn't doing painting in Belgo. He don't know where the country is, you know. And I heard story from my pastor. My father was telling in Bradmaya stereo, you know. Oh, Nila, Nila. No one was flying around, looking around. Lucky I jumped on a chopper, went down, flying on the chopper. I see, oh, maybe that one. The creek, three creek coming on the sand hill. I see, oh, big water all here. I'm really proud. Went down and see, take a photo. Went back and tell this my boy, I saw the rock hole. Amazing. And I walked down other Lunba. Lunba is not, not far from Nila. Towards his father streaming. I see the standing. Like a Lunba, Kim Fisher, dreaming in the creek. I went down to talk to him. I saw your father's dreaming. And everyone was really happy, flying in and out, in and out, taking photo. The rock hole never been there, you know, 2021. Everyone left, 1930 or 40, come back. 40 years or 30 years, you know? Yeah. Just really good to show, you know, some people. All the old men who painted those first paintings grew up in that country. They knew it like their, their own footprint, you know? And so a lot of the people in this room, some did grow up, like Chopper was a young boy in his country, but um, they grew up with that country, whereas the next generation of artists growing up on Belgo, on the mission, didn't have the same access. And so learning how to paint that country, you know, the way you're talking about sitting down with the old people is a huge part of the process and that the returning to those places. I can confirm this Nila story because I got a text message as soon as this guy got back into reception of this, this man standing at a giant rock hole in the middle of the desert. I've been talking about Nila for 20 years and just thought nobody was ever going to get back there. And then he sends me this gloating text, the most amazing thing I've ever seen. But getting back to those places, like you say, Melda never, she's been painting Winpupala, that second painting from the, from the bottom, that's Christine Yukonbari, their mother's country. Christine Yungabari, Winpopola, 2021. This large painting is over a metre wide and almost two metres tall. 
In the centre is a deep black dot around 7 centimetres in diameter. The rest of the canvas is occupied with bright colours of overlapping dots. The top half of the canvas has pinks, yellows, greens, white and orange, creating loose vertical paths down to a horizontal centre line made of many off-white dots. The lower half of the canvas has two rectangular sections, the left full of scattered pink, brown and red, outlined by a many-dotted border, and the right-hand side has concentric rectangular lines in brown, orange, white and green. Painting that for 20 years but I'd never seen the place. And when you get back to that place, you know it differently, you know. So this return to country that, this is not like a token trips back to place. Like this is about the engines of culture and the engines of painting is about country. It's about the places that people paint. But people in Belgrade don't have easy access to those places. They're bloody long way away and you often need a helicopter. Because people came so far to live in Belgrade which explains why Belgo art is so diverse and so wild and so extraordinary, but also the need to recharge the battery and get back to those places. And the kind of work that Belgo are doing today is all about getting back to what those old men first were trying to do, which was pass that country on and keep it going with those paintings, eh? Hello, my name's Dolce Nenala. I'm the senior art, art painter. On this journey, when we went out to see our father's land, and it made us happy to take our manager puppy and other staffs, show them where our parents came from the desert and what what a hole their country was. That's how they told us and showed us how to paint, and we are doing it in our art center. It makes us proud to see our father and grandmother's land back on that trip. We enjoy it, seeing their country, and how hard it was for them to come to this, come to the mission, long way walking back. Was just met, I was imagining how my mum or my grandfather went walking to the mission and start painting their stories and telling us how to paint. That's how I got my story with my mother. My mother is still alive. He's 100 years old and she can still paint coming to the art centre. You, I love her taking her in. This so in this room um, is is all about really that after the old men started it, the old women came in really quickly in Belgo, and and they became really powerful and they actually drove the painting movement you know through the 90s and 2000s and still today really strong women and young younger strong men and people like Jimmy still painting but women came to dominate Belgo art and that's why we wanted to show the first paintings that the old men did but also some of the final paintings that the old women did to show those those different parts of the story so for the the story around that is really interesting because Gracie Green went up to old man Sunfly so Sunfly's painting first painting is the white one on the back wall there with his daughter beside him um Gracie Green went up to Sunfly in 1983 
and asked if the women could do dots as well because dotting is related to men's ceremony. And so could the women use dots to paint as well or did women have to paint differently to the men? And Sunflower was like, yeah, of course you can use dots. You know, you will do it in a safe way. And so what's, so that was the beginning of, of men sharing the dots and working with, the, with all the, the women. And what you find in Belga and what's extraordinary is that every family dots differently. Dots, dots are, are a real currency in Belgo and they become like a, like a rifle or your motor car, like you can't steal someone's style. You know, it's like stealing someone's country. So, you know, everybody paints different. You know, it's a beautiful thing. It makes Belgo really special, really wild, um, really vibrant still today and coming up again, as you can see with these new works, you know, that, that dynamism and vibrancy is not going anywhere. I'm Sadie Perun. But I don't talk Kukaja, I talk Jaru, but you're right, I'm mixed with Kukaja now. And I like my painting of my mother. She's over here. And that's the first time I'm in Adelaide to see this see this painting and I was really you know when I saw this painting it made me think for my mother and every time I do this painting all the time I remember about her and I always do this painting when I'm in Balgo and I think of her all the time. When I go or any trip, I love my culture trip too. That's why I keep on doing this painting all the time. And my spirit is, I'm still thinking for my mother. Sadie's mother's painting, Nakara Nakara, is a long work, about 30 centimetres wide and 70 centimetres tall. The background is matte black, and from the top of the work snakes a thick pink line. The pink opens up in the centre of the work in three orange and pinkish circles blended together, resembling a snake head or a lake seen from above. A thin line of pink dots fading into yellow dots clings tightly along the right-hand side of the other coloured shapes. The Belgo art... All these artists have done this amazing, they've created one of the great art movements in Australia. But the very first exhibition from those paintings was never seen. So uh, a few years ago, these were found in this shipping container in the Kimberley. We brought them back to Adelaide, um, conserved them. They were really terribly damaged, water damaged and mouldy, and brought them back to life so they could have their opening night last night, 40 years late, but we still had it. And what we've done over the last couple of years with all these artists and with Poppy, um, with the Art Centre, is work out what's the story that pulls that first part of Belgo back around to now. And these new paintings, some of them are the last paintings by the women who drove the art movement. You know, all these old ladies here, some of their last paintings. And all these paintings down here, people have done in response to these old paintings coming in and going back out. So you've kind of got the whole history of Belgo in a very small area. 
Um, and that's sort of what we tried to do is put the past and the present back together to have that opening night for Waliidi. Thank you for listening to the South Australian Museum podcast. Audio production for this episode was by Jake Holmes, theme song by Peter Saunders and Ghana Welcome by Uncle Michael O'Brien. Thanks to all the Balgo artists for their time. If you'd like to see the Balgo paintings in person, they're on display at the South Australian Museum until the 6th of February 2022. The Balgo Beginnings exhibition is accompanied by the launch of a groundbreaking new publication in Aboriginal art, Balgo Creating Country by Professor John Carty. This book is available for purchase online through UWA Publishing and at the South Australian Museum Shop. This exhibition is presented in partnership with Wollieti Arts. Supporting partners are the Art Gallery of South Australia, Tandi, BHP and the Government of South Australia. The acquisition of the important Balgo works was made possible by the generous philanthropy of Diane and Terry Finnegan. If you'd like to get in touch, you can find the South Australian Museum on social media or email programs at samuseum.sa.gov.au. Hallelujah.